0: Shalom u'barakha, this is Shir number 14, where beside the we will discuss two fascinating cases. Number one is when the Iska part, the venture part of the Heter Iska fails and everyone knows about it. And then number two is what's called a Hatar Iska Klai. So let's jump into the fact, the, the, the scenario, the case of a publicly failed uh, venture of the Heter Iska Klai. just as a reminder again, the way Hatar Iska works is that half of it is going to be a loan that the borrower has to give back. The other half is going to be a venture, is, is an Iska that the lender could either make money off or lose money off, just we basically almost uh, tie the hands of the borrower and he, in order for him to be believed that the that the iska, that the venture part actually failed, he would need to bring idim, and he would need to swear that it didn't uh, it didn't go down. Now there is that possibility that he could actually do that, but since it's very uh, far out, so it's a way to almost guarantee that uh, that the lender is going to be made whole on his uh, on all the money that he gave the borrower, including the what we call the interest, or what halakhically would be the return on uh, on the investment investments. So that's how a Hatter iska works. So we discussed was what happened, this was a fascinating true story that happened here in Israel in the 1980s where there was a customer of a bank who decided I wanted, uh, you got a tip, to invest in a specific stock in the stock market. So he goes to his bank and he says, can I borrow X amount of money uh, at X percent interest rate? And the bank agreed, agreed. They, they approved the, the, this loan, they set it up as the Heter Iska loan, but then the bank told him, listen we also have an investment arm, and our investment arm could actually invest the ISCA for you, uh, can, can invest all this money for you. So he said, wonderful, great. So what did the bank do? The bank took this, uh, this amount of money. they invested it into the bank and then into the, into the stock market. And then this stock happened to have gone belly up and, and he lost it. So, so when the bank came knocking on his door and says, you owe us you know, the amount of the loan, he says, one second, the half of the loan that I do owe you. But the other half, which is an ISCA, I don't owe you. Ah, you want to tell me that I need to bring Adem, and I need to swear that that it went down i don 't need to do that because you yourself know about it right? You yourself know that the stock went down, and we saw right in the previous Shurim there Moshe says that the best thing to do is that, that, uh, that when a uh, lender is lending money using hat God's best for him not to know about uh, about the the venture that 's happening because if it does go down, so then he doesn 't need to bring Adim or, or uh, the borrower would not need to bring Adem or or make the Shua. So what did the bank respond? The bank respond, that would be okay with a regular Heter but what type of Heter Iska do we sign? signed. we signed the Heter Iska? That basically says that you, the borrower, you, the customer, are indebting all of your assets to this Heterisca. So when you, we gave you the $100,000, it wasn't necessarily just for the stocks, it was for everything. It could have been your house, it could have been your job, it could have been, right, all of your assets and all future businesses were indebted to this Heterisca. So if so, are you willing to swear that none of your assets made money, that everything, everything, uh, everything went down, everything went down under? No, you're not willing to do that and therefore you have to pay us the you have to pay us the back even the investment side plus the plus the upside. What did he respond? He responded, no. He said, When do I, when am I obligated? to pay you back the investment. When are all of my, investment, all of my assets and all of my future you know, investments indebted to your hateriska? That's when you actually deposit the money in the bank for me. So since you deposit the money in the bank for me, the moment it's in my hands, so now I can take that $100,000, I can invest in a building, I can open a shawarma store, I have a million things, and therefore all of my assets are going to be indebted to you. But over here, what happened was was that you took this, the money. You took the halva and you yourself invested it in the stock market. So it didn't give me the possibility to buy any other assets and since it didn't give me the possibility to buy any other assets, you know for sure that this money is specifically for, for this investment and since it went down, I would, not need to, I would not need to pay you. And this is similar, right? If the Hector Iska clearly says that it's for a specific investment, let's say the Heter Iska says the money is going specifically for this shawarma store and then the shawarma store burns down. So then it turns out that the, the investor, the lender, actually lose down. So over here, you're right that the Heter said that it, that it includes all of the borrower's assets. But since you took the money and you didn't even give it to the borrower, so the borrower didn't have the opportunity to, to use it for all those other assets, it went straight into the stock market. So everyone knows that that's what it went for. And then when the stock, uh, when the stock went, uh, went, went belly up, so you need, to, uh, you need to actually pay up. So that was the case that came in Israel. And the Basin in Israel ruled that the bank loses. The bank lost, uh, lost, uh, lost the court case. And also there was... It was uh, it was it was upheld in in secular court as well. There was a judge in uh, in Eretz Israel uh, who basically said that. Um who, who said that that, that this is the, that the Heter Iska is is a real valid document it's it's a binding it's a binding document and if they don't uh, if they don't and, and and the bank is going to have to stop at the loss so it happens to be that this case in Israel it wasn't for so much money it was a few thousand shekels. but what it did was it sell, it sent crazy alarm bells throughout all of Israel and the reason why it sent crazy alarm bells was because the, base didn't, the all the banks basically said one second if any religious Jew can pull out the Heter Iska, so then we can lose millions of dollars if there are other loans that are that are worth uh, millions of dollars so this hadtera uh, so, so what happened to the to the loan? So what happened? So what did the banks do? So the banks responded, and this is a a quote. Uh, of what the, base, what the banks responded. After this pesach Din of, uh, of this judge in Tel Aviv who upheld the Heter Iska and said the Heter Iska is binding and that the bank lost, so what the banks did was they put out an announcement and said as follows. It says, Hatar is a legal document used by religious Jews to lend with interest. The goal of our Hatar is to appease our religious customers, showing that our actions follow halacha. The Heter Iska cannot be used in civil court to redeem any amount of money, and that is a quote from what the Binks said. So the moment that the banks basically said that the Heter eska is some sort of like religious ritual, so all the rabbanim came out saying if it, if you just think it's a religious ritual and it's not a binding uh, contract, so then what's really happening here is that alva beribis, alva Baribis is up to we said uh, men, many six, six, isura de deraisa that a person could violate when he's uh, when he's lending Baribis. So uh, so so Rav Yashiv and Rinnism Krellitz they all came out and they said you have to withdraw all your money from from the bank accounts and that's what happened. All the Religious God-fearing Jews in Eretz Yisrael started closing down the bank accounts because if the banks are just saying that Heter is uh, is a joke, so then uh, so then you're right, then it is a joke, and then and then you can't, and then what's basically happening is that the bank is lending Baribas. So what ended up happening is that is that the banks saw that they were losing a lot of their customers, and once they saw that they were losing a lot of the customers, they came back and they basically signed the document that said, no, that really we are making sure that all of our. Um, all or that all of our assets are really bound to the hatereska and we're indebted to the hatereska as uh, as well and that's how it is today today most of the of the banks the most of the organizations here in in Yisrael, they use the hatereska Klali. Uh, they use excuse me they use this uh, this and it's signed and it's a legal document and, and it's uh, it's actually legally binding in the in the above case the way the bank could avoid uh, losing uh, you know losing if the bank if the if the stock goes belly up the way the bank could, could prevent the loss is if they uh, if they first deposit the money in into the into the customer's account and then take that money and use it to buy uh, to buy uh, to buy the to buy the stocks, that would be a way to prevent uh, to prevent the, the, the loss. So that was just a fascinating case here in er, in Eretz of whether a uh, Hatter iska. Is, uh, is is legally uh, binding? First, they wanted to say that it wasn't, and uh, and then it was proved that it was, and then the bank said, okay, so if it's illegal, uh, if it's legally binding, so we're going to nullify it. We're going to say it's not. We're going to put it in a clause that say it's not legally binding, but that caused all the religious Jews to 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 pull out of the of the and uh but but then the the, the the banks caved in and they said that we're gonna lose all our customers, so they upheld the, the heter iska. So that is uh, that is the story of what happened here in Extusrol. Fascinating uh fascinating cases of uh, of the heteroska. The next thing we discussed was what's called the Hatterk Is So in, in nineteen twenty four in uh in Europe, uh the Rove of Lublin at that time, Reb Azriel Mayer Eger, he saw that there was so there was a rampant violation of of ribos, both in just lending, but also in uh, in business transaction. When it came to buy now pay letters with interest, when it came to reoccurring late fees, when it came to early birth discounts, these are all violations of ribbis. And stores were violating the prohibition of ribbis. So he had an idea. He says how could we stop? How could we prevent Jews from violating this uh, this isur of ribos? So he what came up with what was called the heter iska klali, where he decided was that whenever a person decides that he's He's going to go into business. He's 19, he's 20 years old. So you go to the Rav, you knock on the Rav's door, the Rub would welcome him in and he would write a contract and the contract would say, any future uh, business dealings that I have, uh, whether I remember this contract or I don't remember this contract, they're all going to be indebted to this Heter Iska and all are going to follow the laws of this Heter Iska. And he said, and he sent it out to all the Rabbanim, maybe Rabbanim, are you going to, to agree with this? Uh, are you going to agree with this or not? What was his svaras that the Rabbanim should agree with? So he came with, he had two, two svaras of why, why um. Why this type of heter iska should work. Svar number one is because it's like a mysterious muddah when it comes to, let's say, hataras So, so at the end of a taras we say, I'm um, being musa or muda that any nether that I make this year, it's all should be bought already from now. So he says, just like it works for Taras and Dharma, it should work also for hetariskad. You can say any any deal that I make that has ribbus in it, it's all going to be subject to this hetariskad. Also, the second clause, kol osa al we osa, we find that by by uh, carbon that a person needs to shacht the carbon l'shma. If in the middle he has no das, so we say that whatever he does, since he had das, that he's shachting the carbon at the beginning l'shma for the sake of the mitzvah, for the sake of the carbon. Let's say carbon pesach, he's shachting it for the sake of carbon pesach. But in the middle of the shkhita he gets distracted, blood flies in his face, and he's not thinking of anything. We still. Say it's a kasher, uh, we still say it's a kasher, uh, and why do we say that? Because we say that whoever does this, uh, this is um, is um. Is doing it al das show. right? He's doing it based on the first intention that he had. So he said, "So tovir." If a person writes a het when he's nineteen years old, when he's about to go into business, so you can say that any future transaction that he has, whether he remembers this het or not, it's all going to go back to this het and it's going to be valid. So That was his way. This is how the, the Rebbe of Lublin wanted to prevent the isra of Ribis that was uh, rampantly being uh, dis, uh, disregarded in uh, in, uh, in, uh, in, in So that was uh, that was his idea to sign this het Club. There were many him that agreed but there were many him that disagreed. Rivar and Cutler, for example, and also Rivar and Zalman Meltzer, they both disagreed, and they passed in as follows. They said that these two Sfaris do not work. And Messias Muda is only going to work to, to... or uh, a or or a al das al That's only going to work when it's a when when it's a uh, something that's between you and yourself. You're making a nether, you're shachting a carbon, but a commitment between two people that doesn't work, right? It doesn't work to make a, a binding agreement between two, two people. Second of all, a mesirah uh, smuda, all it does is mevatal, right? It, it prevents a nether from falling, but it doesn't have the power to create a new halos to create something that's new, uh, in this uh, in uh, to make a new halos, a new contract between two people doesn't have the ability to, to do that. So that's why they rejected this Heteriska colleague, but they agreed. And they said that if an individual has Heteriska and he writes it and he signs it, and he points, right, and, and he and, and he basically tells the customers that come in and he says anything that we do is based on this Hatar so then the Hatariska is going to be work. That's going to be a valid Hatar because everyone is basically using the store with the terms and conditions of the Hatariska. So in other words, just writing Hatariska when you're nineteen for the rest of your life, that's not going to work. But writing Hatariska in your store and signing it and putting it up. And understanding the details of it. And then when a customer comes in, by the way, the terms and conditions of using my store are that it's bound to this heter iska. That's going to work as a, that's going to work as a, as a, that works as a, as a heter iska. And this is what R- Rav Sturmberg, he goes one step further. He says, you don't even need to announce it. He says, as long as it's publicly displayed, that's going to be enough, uh, for people to understand that the store is bound by heter iska. And that's going to be enough to make this, uh, to make this heter iska, to make this heter iska. So that's, that was the, the fix. That that uh, that ended up happening for four stores that conduct that they want to give a buy now pay later they want to all sorts of different uh, all sorts of different uh, uh, forms of of ribis transactions. That was this was the solution. Now the problem is that there's two major problems with uh, with this this that is hanging up in a store. Number one, we mentioned earlier that you're only able to that a heter iska only works if the parties understand. Now when your average customer walks in and he sees a sign that says everything is bound by the iska, he doesn't understand that. When you go to sign a a document in the bank, when you open up a bank account in Eretz Israel, and, and it says, okay, everything we're doing is based on a Rizka, you don't understand what that means, right? Your average person, I didn't know, when I opened the big account when I was newly married, I had no idea what, uh, exactly how the Heter works and how it's broken down, but I saw in the paper on Mazatov, that's it. So why does, so if we, we said earlier that you need to understand the, the intricacies of Heter in order for it to work, now in all these cases, most people do not understand. And second of all, right, what happened to the dollar? We said the way Hatariska works is that, again, I need $100,000 for some sort of, uh, let's say for my Schwarmer store, right? So $50,000 is a loan. $50,000 is going to be uh, the, the investment. Now, why am I investing your money? Why am I managing your $50,000? So we said, that looks like ribbis so, Because the $50,000, that's a loan. You're giving me 50 grand. I'm giving you back $50,000. But what else am I doing? I'm also managing your money. Managing your money has a fee. So what do we say? We say, you give me a dollar, right? So if the lender gives the borrower a dollar, so that dollar offsets the, the, the management fee. Now, why is he charging such a little bit of amount? The reason why he's charging such a little bit of amount is because he's not, uh, is because he's anyways working in, in the business, right? So where do we find that even a store that has a hanging out to risk where do we find that there's a dollar? For example, right? You go to a store, right? You're buying home goods. You're buying home goods for uh, for here a store in Eretz Yisrael. A couple got married. They're buying ten thousand shekels worth of worth of home goods supplies. He doesn't have the money, so he pays with a credit card, or he pays with uh, he pays over time. Where it's buy now, pay later with uh, with. Uh, with, with interest, okay? So he's paying with interest over time. So if the store says, we have a hat to Let's assume the store is the one that's, uh, that's giving him the loan and allowing him to, to pay over time and not the credit card company, right? So the store says, okay, we have a to You pay every month X amount of money, which is a little bit of the capital, a little bit of the, of the, of the interest. Now, how does it work? How do we make this halakh clean with her? We make it a 50-50. So fi- let's say 5,000 shekel is the loan. 5,000 shekel is the, is the investment. And shalom al that's how so the hat works. But where where's the dollar? Why is if i'm buying all these home goods stuff and i'm really borrowing 10000 chuckle from you right where five is an investment and five is uh and five is uh, is a loan so then you need to pay me for managing your money where, where, why am I not being compensated for managing my money? Have you ever walked into a home goods store in Eretz Yisrael and, uh, and, and used this, this opportunity to buy now, pay later, even when the risk and did the clerk give you a dollar for managing your money, right? Maybe they should have stacks of dollar bills. So how does, how does that work? So those are the two things that we need to figure out is how does, even when you hang up a uh Iska in the store, right, which we said that the post said that if you point out that, it's, that you have Heter risk that would be okay. How does it work if, number one, um, number one, h- how's it going to work? If, how does it work to work? If number one, sorry, if number one, you don't have, uh, you don't understand the intricacies. Most people don't understand the intricacies of Hateriska. Uh, of and number two is, uh, is the, where's the dollar that's being paid to the to the manager? So how does, so let's start with the first uh, the first issue. The first issue we said is that most people that they enter the store, they sign up at a bank. They don't understand the, the intricacies of Hateriska. And we said that Hateriska only works if you understand the intricacies. So comes the Milo and he says, when do you need to understand the intricacies of Hateriska? Only when you have two parties that are agreeing on a loan, to have interest, then you need to understand the intricacies of interest. So if I go to the United States, I buy $100, and you say, sure, as long as you pay me back 110 and then I say, okay, Fine, but we're going to do it according to that Iska, So then, that Iska is only valid if you and me both understand how the how the Heter Iska actually uh, how the intricacies of Heter Iska. He says, but when I'm signing on a document, when you go and you open up a bank account and you're signing all the bylaws of the of the document of the that the that the bank account has right, and you're you're signing all these documents. So the the is that when you sign on a document, whether you understand it or not, you're bound to what it says there. So the only time you need to understand the intricacies is when there is no signature, right? But when there is a signature, when you're actually signing on something, so then you don't. Need to understand uh, the intricacies, and you're automatically bound by the b- bound by those uh, by, by those rules. And similarly, if I have a store and I sign a hateriska and I understand all the intricacies of Heteriska, and I put it up, and then when you come in, I say, by the way, you're purchasing based on the terms and condition that is in this hateriska. That is also going to be that is also going to be valid, even though you yourself do not understand all the various uh, all the various details. As long as you know that there's a hateriska there, right? So that's going to be that's going to be valid. And that's why with all these, you know, government uh, here in Israel with all the government uh, agencies, the, the water, the gas, the, the electricity, all these things have at their ESCA, and people know that they have an ESCA, and that's why they can have a reoccurring uh, late fee on, on these things. But what about the dollar? What about the dollar that you need to, to pay the, the borrow? So back to our case where you're in the home goods store, and you're, taking your, you're purchasing 10,000 shekel and using credit, and that credit is being paid, uh, You know, half of it is a loan, half of it is an investment. Where's the dollar that's not there? So the, so, uh, so the way we get around this is by structuring the the Heter a little bit differently and this is based on the on the Taurus Torah the Torah's Rebbe says he says if you structure the Heter in a way that the uh, lender has a higher risk so that itself is considered a payment so for example let's say I'm taking out a $100,000 loan if you want to avoid paying me that $1 the way we would structure it is as follows in the profits we would split 50/50. But in the downside, if it goes down, you're going to take 60 percent of the losses. So let's go back to our shawarma store. The way if you want to avoid the $1 fee, the way you would do it is you would give me $100,000 as, as a loan. 50 grand is a loan. 50 grand is uh, is the is the investment into the shawarma store, right? Now you get we split the we split the upside. So if if our store this year, made 120. Let's say we made twenty thousand dollars in profit. You would get ten thousand dollars, and I would get ten thousand dollars. But let's say it burned to the ground, and we lost everything. So usually, I would have to pay fifty thousand and half that's loan. But you say no. You stipulate into the contract that if it gets burned to the ground, and if something happens, you're going to pay for sixty percent of it. So I'm only going to have to pay you back forty thousand, and not sixty thousand. So that discount that I'm getting on the side that the, that the that the contract might go under—that's enough of a, that's enough of a payment to to uh, to avoid. So let's summarize, right? Initially, 100 years ago, Rav Eger came up with his Heter Iska that you signed when you're 19 years old before you go out into business, saying all your business transactions are going to be according to Heter Iska. And I said that wasn't fully accepted. What was accepted? What was accepted is that to have uh, Heter Iska hanging in your store to, and sign it and understand it. And then whenever a customer comes in, you say, all my interactions are based on this Heter Iska. We had two questions. Question number one is that what does that help if, uh, if the people don't know the details? So we said the reason why it helps, if people, uh, the, the reason why it helps is because if there's someone that signed, on it like we said by a bank if you're signing on the on the, on the the Iska right so even though you don't understand the intricacies it's still binding so similarly by a store if I wrote it and I signed it and I understand it and then when you come in I say by the way you're you're we're committing this commerce, this this business that we're going to have together. It's all based on this hatereska that's uh, that's that's signing that that's hanging up. So you agree to that Esca, and then even if you don't understand it, it's going to uh, it's going to work. And then number two, uh, the second question you ask is that where's that dollar that needs to pay for the management fee? So we say the way we avoid that is why we structure the the loan in a way that's not 50-50-50 profits, fifty uh, fifty fifty profits 50-50 losses, but rather it's the the profits are fifty fifty, but the losses are sixty to the. To the lender and 40 to the investor uh, th- and 30 to the borrower.